Hello, everyone, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Internet Friends, a podcast where two friends who met on the internet discuss stuff about life. This is your host, Coley Nielsen, and the other one, Charlotte Turner, all the way down in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, so I'm based in little old Canada, if you guys don't know who I am, and Charlotte's down in New Zealand, and we're two best friends, and we've started a podcast. Welcome to the first episode. Yeah, which is maybe going to be a little bit like tense and awkward because we haven't really done this much, so we're still getting used to it, but we're going to do our best. <laughs> yeah, we've actually... Um, attempted to start this podcast twice already so we've actually filmed like multiple episodes and then life got in the way and then a lot of the stuff that we said was very outdated because we're living in a world right now where stuff is changing on the daily I remember Charlotte bragging about New Zealand having no COVID cases and look where we are now (laughs) (laughs) okay to be fair we we got it on lock we're under control (laughs) <laughs> Again. Yeah, you're fine. You're but fine. But we now, did go but... through a second lockdown, so mm-hmm. we decided so, that those ones were a little bit too out of date to um, post because we were talking about like all the cases going on the decline, and now I think your cases are going up a little yeah, bit we're, again. We're starting our second wave. Yeah, and we had a little outbreak that we managed to contain really quickly, um, mm-hmm. but only through doing another lockdown so we've both been through some developments with the good old rona since we've recorded those other ones so we decided we should probably just start again (laughs) yeah i mean i'm okay with it Mm. life is just going so crazy and like the world is just an insane place but we're not going to talk about covid today that is not our inaugural episode no topic of choice i think we're all a little bit over talking about it to be honest so we're going to try and and, uh, avoid it (laughs) Yeah. Um, To kick things off, we thought it would be really cute to talk about, you tell them, Charlotte, because I forget what it was. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we thought that because we both, well, Colleen more than me anyway, do a lot of reading and we didn't really want to have this podcast turn into like a book podcast where we just talk about books in like full episodes because no one's going to find that as interesting as we might. Um, I mean, my YouTube channel has already turned into that. Yes, you have, you're now a booktuber for sure. But we should probably diversify content a little bit. <laughs> um, we'll get into yeah. that in a minute, just as a little teaser. Um, but we thought that we would do like a what are you currently reading, watching and listening to thing at the beginning so that we can at least talk about those little bits and pieces without necessarily taking up multiple full podcasts talking about them. Yeah, so we're just going to talk about what we're currently like loving and consuming. So yeah. why don't we kick it off with what we're reading? So what are you currently reading? I'm currently finishing the um, book club pick for Coley's book club, um, which was meant to be finished on Sunday. It is currently the following Thursday. <laughs> um, but I had a lot of um, like just life happen at the end of last week when I was hoping to finish it. So I didn't end up finishing in time. But I am currently, I think, 300 pages through it. And I love it. It's Girl, Woman, Other. Um, if you haven't heard of it, you need to go and look it up and like buy it or get it from your library or get an audiobook. And it is such, such a good book. I'm so glad that it was put in for the book club because I don't yeah. know how long it would have taken me to read it otherwise. It was a five-star read for me. It's one of my favorite books I've read so far this year, just as a teaser. So I really loved it. So I'm glad that you're loving it too. 
Yeah, it's amazing. I've just got to the chapter, is it Morgan Megan? Is that the... Uh, Megan Morgan, yeah. Yeah, and I, it's it's really good. I read maybe 30 or 40 pages in the sun while drinking coffee this morning because today is technically my day off, so <laughs> I'm, I had a very leisurely start to the day. What are you reading? You uh, must have started a new book since we you finished the book club read at the end of last week when you were supposed to. Yeah, so I am currently reading a book by Frederick Bachman called A Man Called Ovi, I think mm-hmm. is what it is. It might be pronounced Ove. It might be pronounced Uva. Mm-hmm. I have been trying to figure out how to pronounce it by looking on YouTube, and every YouTube video says something different. But Helpful. it's basically, the, yeah, I know, right? Like, <laughs> thanks, guys. Um, it's written by a Swedish author, Frederick Bachman, and it's about this old man who's like this really grumpy character who just like basically hates everyone and everything. And this young family moves in next door with him, and at first he like hates them, um, but then slowly he kind of builds a relationship with them, and he kind of finds a second new meaning to life after being pretty like miserable. That's so, really cute. Yeah, I one of my best friends, that's not Charlotte, I have more than one best friend, but my other best friend, he uh, read it this summer and absolutely loved it, and he's been harping me all all like summer, basically, to read it after he finished it, so I'm reading it, and I'm really excited about it. I'm only like three chapters in, so I don't really know much about it, but so far, so good. It sounds like a promising plot line, though. Like It sounds like a very sweet, sort of heartwarming, almost philosophical, what is happiness kind of a book. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm here for that. I've heard some. It's got pretty good reviews on Goodreads too. So I've heard some really positive things about it. So I, I'm not too worried. I'm pretty sure it's going to be great. So let's jump into what are you listening to at the moment? Anything in particular? Podcasts, music, spill the tea. <laughs> um. So I have been obsessed with. Uh, a book podcast called Books Unbound. That's basically mm. all I listen to right now in my car. Um, and it's by Ariel Bissett and um, Raylene. I can't remember what Raylene's last name is, but Raylene and Ariel are both two booktubers and they do this like book themed book podcast and they talk about um, their what they're currently reading and then they talk about um, some book news and then they give audience recommendations so people email in what they're looking for and then they recommend books for it and they're both just really funny and I just absolutely love it I've bought so many books because of the two of them this year (laughs) which is Um, dangerous because you already buy a lot of books so having more influences to convince you that this is something else you should add to your shelf is like quite dangerous for you I, yeah, I know. My TBR list on Goodreads has turned, I think, into like 700 books. I really need to go through and like filter it down so I can actually find things. But um, yeah, I've been really enjoying that. But what have you been listening to? I have been basically binge listening Simply Podlogical. Is that what the pod is actually called for them? Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, that's another favorite of mine. I, I just watched their newest one today, just like this morning. Yeah, which I've been meaning to get into for ages because I've watched um, Simply Neological and like all the other stuff that they have both been doing, Ben and Christine. Absolutely love them as human beings. I think that they are incredibly intelligent, thoughtful, interesting people. So when they started a podcast I was like I really need to listen to that because that's more of the side of them that I actually really enjoy it's where they have conversations about life and have conversations about the business side of what they do and all that sort of stuff um they're um 
Christine's a YouTuber, if you didn't know. She started out being a nail YouTuber and blogger and it has evolved into more just entertainment content and she has her own nail polish line and now she has the podcast and um, all whilst still working her day job as a crime statistics analyst for the Canadian government. So, like, she's a bit of a badass. Hell yeah, she's Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the podcast is really great um, and I a lot of the podcasts I do listen to are... Um, like YouTubers doing podcasts because it's a way that I get more content out of my favorite YouTubers. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, I just really appreciate their perspective on life in general. So I really enjoy listening to them. And because it took me so long to finally start listening, I have a massive backlog that I get to go through now. So I've been binge listening that over the last week or so. I think the thing that I appreciate about them the most is like they're both highly intelligent, educated, master's degrees proper day jobs even though she's got like 8 million followers on YouTube mm. and they're quite like intelligent and they're older so their content is like real and you can tell that they are just like thoughtful mature intelligent people which can be hard sometimes to find on YouTube <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> and I've noticed that my um, taste in YouTube has developed quite a lot over the last year or two and the YouTubers that I used to follow that have developed as they've gotten older as well are probably the ones that I still watch and the ones that haven't are the ones that have sort of fallen to the wayside um yeah. and I think that Christine has always been pretty consistent with her content but she has started focusing more on that like behind the scenes business like intellect side content rather than just doing nails which is the sort of stuff that I actually really appreciate from her yeah I totally agree all right so what are you watching is what are you yeah, what are you watching? Sorry, you I just to totally, first? I totally cut you off because I thought that you were going to forget okay. what it was because you asked me to intro the segment because you had no idea what we were doing. So it's okay. <laughs> I I remember. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, I'm currently watching Grey's Anatomy. I have yeah. started the series over again, which I have not watched in like maybe ten years. Like Christina Yang was still on the show when I stopped watching the show, and she right. left in season ten, I think. And there's like 16, almost seven, about to be a 17th season. Just Is about it still to start soonish. Oh, yeah. No, it's Far still like up. one of the highest watched shows Ellen Pompeo is one of the or she is the highest paid TV actress um, in Hollywood currently she, she makes like 20 million dollars a season or something ridiculous and wow. I think it's like six hundred thousand dollars an episode which like I am so proud of I love when I hear women like just killing it but yeah, yeah so I've I just start, and I'm in, I'm on season three right now. Julian and I, my boyfriend have been like sitting every night and I knit and we watch like two or three episodes. Um, and it's been funny because I remember certain things on the show happening and feeling a certain way about them, but now I'm watching them again and I'm like, oh my God, I cannot believe that I thought that this is how this happened. Because now I think that this um, character is completely in the wrong when I thought they were in the right before or vice versa. Like, I, yeah. And some people who died, like Denny is a big death in the third season or it might be the second season. I think it's the end of the second season he dies. And I, I thought his was like one of the most sad deaths of the whole show. But then I watched it back and I was like, wait, no, their relationship is like completely inappropriate and him and Izzy's. And like also 
it like didn't last very long. Like he was only on like maybe four or five episodes. Like it was really like weird how it was done. So Mm. it's been interesting in hindsight, like, or watching it again and being able to develop new opinions. Yeah, I've never seen Grey's Anatomy, even though it is one that I I feel like I should have come across at some point in my life because it has been going for so long and been around for such a long time, but I've never seen it. So maybe I should add it to the list of many things that need to be watched. (laughs) I mean, I I, I was watching or I read something that said that if you were like, if your full time job was to watch Grey's Anatomy um, and you're watching it like 40 hours a week, it would still take you five months to watch all 16 seasons. So the bonus of that is that I'll have something to watch for at least like a year, probably. <laughs> Which is really intense. Yeah. So it's like something that you can just throw on on the background and like maybe yeah. we'll take a break from it and go back and then take a break and go back. But we're 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 fully into it. And or I might get bored once I get to like season 10 because Christina Yang was always my favorite character. So I, I can't see me wanting to continue on when she's gone but who knows maybe maybe it'll be okay we'll see anyway i have been okay i need a i need to give a little bit of backstory to this i suppose i never watched friends growing up so like what (laughs) i feel like i'm surely we've talked about this coley's like you've never watched (laughs) friends no i've never I, i know i know i've never watched friends um, oh my god! My my mum didn't like shows like that personally. So when we were growing up, we weren't really allowed to have it on the TV because she w- she just found it irritating. Um, she's never really liked TV content like that so much, um, which is totally fine. I'm sad, <clears throat> but um, yeah. So I never really watched it. And then when I got to uni and stuff, it wasn't something that was like oh, I really need to watch Friends. But in the back of my mind, I was like, I should probably watch it at some point. Like, there's a lot of references that I kind of get, but I kind of don't. And I'm part of the generation that should have really fucking watched Friends. <laughs> so I... Um, it's a classic. Yeah. No, I, know. I Yeah. It, um, it turned up on New Zealand Netflix a couple of months ago. So oh, we have been watching it as a flat in the evenings, and we are maybe five episodes from the end now. So we're really, really close. Um... But what's really interesting is that from the few episodes I had seen during my life, like, I liked all of them as characters. Now, as an adult, I hate Ross. Oh, yeah, he's annoying. But he's like, he's like, <laughs> he's, the worst. he's supposed to be annoying. It's not that I, he's annoying. He's it's the- like he's, he's horrible to Rachel in a very sexist, awful way. Yes. He's, I don't know, he's just, he's just all these different things. And I'm just, I'm very irritated by Ross. And I get that he Isn't was meant it? to fit, like, a stereotype that's, like, very fitting of the early 2000s. Like, sure. Like, it, it's aged badly in that regard for Ross's character more than anybody else's. But I just find I him it irritating. Started, it started in the late 90s, right? It started in 93 or 94. Yeah. So, like... It's funny when you go back and you watch things that were, like, considered to be risque or, like, like pushing the boundaries back then. And then you watch them now and they're, like, don't age very well. Yeah, and I get that that's a big part of it. So I'm, I'm not, like, putting a whole bunch of weight on it because I know that things wouldn't be portrayed in such a way now anyway. So it's not like I should be hardcore judging the show for it but I do find it really hard to watch Ross as a character I'm constantly really annoyed by him and I'm a little bit sad that he and Rachel end up together (laughs) to be fair 
Yeah, I mean, what was I going to say? I forget. He, yeah, he's he's annoying, but I, you've got to have at least one annoying character in the friend group, right? There's always yeah. that one person who's, like, kind of the one you're like, why are you here? Yeah, <laughs> but also I noticed, because we are also going to um, rewatch How I Met Your Mother after this, because I have all of them on DVD. <sighs> what? <laughs> The how I met your mother ended so terribly. I'm still I know. salty about it. It 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 made me mad. Um, but yeah, they, they ruined it. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, but we all three of us have seen it. I've seen it through multiple times, and as we've been watching Friends, we've realized how many things How I Met Your Mother took from Friends and adapted oh, yeah. into it. So we're all going to yeah. rewatch How I Met Your Mother next. Um, and now I'll be able to notice those a little bit more. But even rewatching How I Met Your Mother over the last few years, I've noticed that that's even aged quite a lot already. It's just amazing how much it does age and how quickly it does. So I'm not really criticizing Friends for the fact that it's aged because it was of a certain era, but Ross does annoy me. <laughs> yeah, my sisters used to own all of them on DVD. And so we would like have them playing every single night in their room, like while we were doing laundry or we were Mm. just like hanging out or like whatever. So, and they would just go from like season one, watch all the way to season 10 and then like start it over again. So it was just like a constant loop of it. Yeah. So, yeah. I used to do that with How I Met Your Mother when I was at uni. Um, And then they took it off Netflix for some unknown reason. (laughs) So. Yeah, it's so annoying when that happens. I hate when they take your favorite things off Netflix. Yeah, so I haven't watched it in a while, which would be nice, because I used to rewatch it a lot, so it would be good to actually um, watch it again, having had quite a bit of a break from it this time. Mm-hmm. All right, we should probably oh. stop talking about <laughs> Yeah, okay. and get into so, it. <laughs> so today we thought we could talk about a question that gets asked to me. Almost every day. I get I get DMs about this every day. And I don't want to sound pretentious about this because I promise you I'm not famous. But, like, I do get DMs a lot. Yeah. This <laughs> is, she's not, she's not anything yeah. about. Yeah. I literally, almost every single day. And then if I ever put an Instagram box questionnaire on my Instagram stories, guaranteed probably to get at least two or three answers asking me why I stopped uploading on YouTube. So... We thought today we could address why I stopped uploading YouTube, and I felt like this was the best kind of platform to discuss it with. One, because Charlotte was really, like, alongside me as I kind of worked through my own, like, head of and thought process as I stopped kind of or started distancing myself from the platform. Um, and yeah, her and I have had like a lot of conversations about it and she's helped me kind of work through my thoughts quite a bit. So I thought it would be perfect to have her talk with me about it again, yeah. but like for you guys so that you guys could actually kind of hear, cause it's not really a straightforward answer. I, no. It's not something I really feel like I could answer on an Instagram box question because there's so many multiple layers to it, but Yeah, and we don't know exactly how this is going to go either because we haven't really planned this out. Um, We have conversations about this on a pretty regular basis. And when Cole did her most recent um, Instagram questions box and this popped up, um, I messaged her. I was like, are you still thinking about doing a YouTube video about this? Because she was. She was thinking about doing a YouTube video where she talked about it now that she started uploading book videos again and people are just like, hey, where were you? She's just like, I should probably address it in some way shape or form just to give my insight give some insight into what I was thinking um and why Mm -hmm. I did stop but 
we decided that actually maybe doing it on the podcast was a little bit better. It's slightly better forum for it. And as she said, having me here to sort of help talk through it because I was around for pretty much most of the like slow decline into not posting as regularly. So. Yeah. And also like, I still don't even know if I'm actually back. If you know what no. I mean? Like I'm not, yeah, I, I still don't know if like every time I upload a video, I'm like, well, this might be my last. <laughs> Like, I have no, I have no intentions of like, if I never feel like uploading one again, then I'm never going to upload one again. And if I feel like uploading one, I will, but I don't, I don't have the desire anymore for a like schedule or an uploading schedule. Um, so yeah, I don't know where to start with this. I guess it's kind of like a three, there's like, uh, like there's maybe three main parts to it. And the first one being, it's a lot of work. Yeah. I, I think that. You started stopping when you were in Europe doing your big Europe trip. Mm-hmm. Like you, and I remember this because we weren't friends at the time, but I was watching your YouTube channel at the time because I was a very early subscriber. Hey. Um, <laughs> and I remember you backlogged a lot of content before you went to Europe. You batch filmed and edited a lot so that you had stuff to post while you were away. And I think that you thought that you would sort of vlog and keep posting while you were away after that content ran out. And then it got to a certain point where you were, I think, just wanting to enjoy the trip, but you also got sick and yeah, and your camera broke or something Ill. as well. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, in an airport, got mauled over by a small lady and dropped my vlogging camera and it smashed into three pieces in the uh, Munich airport. I still don't like Munich because of that instance, which is like a ridiculous thing, but it was just like not a good intro to a country Yeah, sure. or a city. M- Munich's not a, c- a city. It's a country or no, it's not a country. It's a city. Wow. I'm struggling um, in Germany, <laughs> but yeah, so my, my vlogging camera broke. And so I was like still filming some clips on my phone and whatnot until I got to the UK and I was hospitalized for a couple of days because I got a bladder infection, the flu and tonsillitis, like all at the same time, basically. So yeah, not a good, I was like, my throat just is sore because of all the air conditioning in the hotel rooms. And it was like, no, actually you're really ill. And then I ended up fainting in like the lobby of a hotel that we were staying in in England and um, they had to call 911. I had a seizure. I had like a fever of a hundred and four or no, it was like 106 degrees Fahrenheit, which is like. I think 42, 43, so like too hot, too like hot. way too hot. Like, like your brain is cooking hot. <laughs> yeah. So had a seizure, was hospitalized, put me on fluids, got me on antibiotics. I will have to, I do want to give like a shout out though to the NHS, just saying, because I didn't have to pay for anything because I'm Canadian and oh, I wow. didn't know this, but apparently because we're a part of the Commonwealth, um, we, we get covered by their healthcare too. So I didn't have to pay anything. They gave me all my drugs for free that I had to go on and they just kind of like shit me off on my merry way. But after that, I was like, I do not have the energy to do any of this. And I still had enough pre-recorded content that it was like, okay. Mm. But something that I didn't really think of when I was, before I left for Europe, I pre-recorded enough content to go up weekly all throughout my Europe trip. 
But what I didn't realize is that when I got home, I was coming home to my sister throwing a 400 person wedding that I was a maid of honor in and I wasn't going to act. (laughs) Yeah. I wasn't going to have time to film videos the day I got home. Mm. I wanted to see my family. I had all this stuff to do. So that kind of like snowballed. So I took about a month off there and then I went back into full-time school and it was really hard managing school and filming at the same time. So it was a bit sporadic during that time. Um, it dropped and then after quite, I f- quite a lot off actually during that time. It was maybe like monthly if that during that time yeah. from memory. Yeah. And then, and then I went traveling again and I was in Australia and then I was in um, New Zealand and we were a bit more consistent with uploading content. Julian and I had started dating at that point and he was helping me edit a lot of my videos and it made it a lot easier to help manage the content. But at that point, my most popular content on my YouTube channel became basically like travel advice videos where I was giving like backpacking 101 for a specific region. So I did backpacking Europe 101. I did uh, backpacking Australia 101, camper vanning in New Zealand 101, traveling Southeast Asia 101. And these were like kind of the videos that were getting views. But the problem with it was, is I hated editing them. I thought they were so boring and I, I hated watching them. I, it was not the kind of content I would ever watch. And it was not the kind of content that I um, liked. It wasn't the kind of content that I enjoyed making. But it's the content that got views. And that's kind of what I became known for. And that's what, kind of what I got my subscribers for. And it was a bit of a struggle for me because it was like, well, this doesn't cre- creatively fulfill me. I'm not making really any money off of this other Mm. than like a couple hundred dollars a month in ad revenue. And I don't even enjoy doing this. So yeah, it's like if, if it's not creatively fulfilling and you aren't making any money, then there isn't really any worth to it. It's like if you were maybe getting some money that could help you like grow other parts of your business or what you were doing with stuff, then maybe it would be worth turning out some more of that content. But honestly, I've, I've, very much believe this and I know that you do too when the creator doesn't care about the content you can tell and Mm -hmm. it it does start dwindling really fast and I think that you kind of at least were honest enough with yourself to not force yourself to do something that you didn't enjoy doing just for just for views yeah so I swung my content from being like travel advice travel kind of stuff in general to like more just general like daily vlogging style vlogs Mm -hmm. um so I we were vlogging when we were in Southeast Asia um that was great then I oh yeah also I moved to Malaysia onto a tiny little island for six months that had no internet so it's not like I could have uploaded YouTube videos from there I didn't really think that one through I thought we would have better cell reception we didn't it was our first time FaceTiming um I think was when you were in Malaysia and yeah the reception was dodgy as fuck you were sitting in a hammock on a beach in the sunshine and it was just like potato quality (laughs) yeah but yeah absolute trash quality so we switched into doing kind of more vlogs went to Malaysia dropped off yeah I haven't really been consistent since 2015 but I've always come back but then I, I I I at one point I just never came back which was last after last year. So I, I, I guess the biggest problem I had with it is I switched my content to the kind of content that I watch and that I enjoyed filming and I enjoyed um, doing. 
Um, but then it was getting no views, really. Like, mm. I, I was getting some vlogs that, like, weren't even hitting 250 views. And at that point, again, it was like, I'm putting in all this effort. And clearly, people don't care about me. And they don't want to see the content that makes me happy. They just want to see the kind of content that, that they expected from me being in that box. And so there's definitely like a mental game, right? Like, and you and I talk about this all the time, especially with things like Instagram or just YouTube or anything in general, mm -hmm. um, feeling like you have to be put into a box and yeah. that you need to have a niche and you need to be a specific type of content creator. And that's the kind of content you share. And so I stopped wanting to upload because it's like, if I'm home for a year in the middle of a pandemic, I'm not going to be able to upload travel content for you. One, it's completely insensitive because no one's fucking traveling anyways. And two, like I got, I'm not going anywhere. And my life isn't just like glamorously on planes all the time. It's really expensive. And I can only really afford to do like one big trip a year. And I can't make a year's worth of content out of like a month and a half away. Yeah, so, and like whilst you you vlogged your trips, you you also I don't know if you really loved doing just travel vlogs anyway, because you started out your channel doing beauty stuff, and then you pivoted yeah. into traveling because you started traveling all over the world all the time, and that was yeah. the new content content you were interested in, um, and when you started it just being about you rather than the traveling itself the views dipped so that was even more soul destroying for you where it's just like okay so now it's the stuff that I actually kind of enjoy doing but no one cares so much so like why am I bothering doing it yeah my and, daily life wasn't interesting to people it was just when yeah. I was away they only wanted like the glamorous aspects of my life and not the the real ones and that's not to say I do have like a small dedicated group of followers who like will watch anything that I do yeah. that reply to every story of mine on Instagram who constantly are wanting um, new content from me and tell me how much they love no matter what I do. They don't care if I'm just sitting and rambling for an hour. They don't care if it's me like going grocery shopping. Yeah. And so I love those people. Like, don't get me wrong. I think we it's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. And I see you, but it's really, yeah, it's soul crushing. And like, especially also on Instagram, like even when I uploaded travel content, unless I was like half naked in the photo and it was a picture of me somewhere and not just the places and like my actual, I think, good travel photography mm. that I am really proud of, um, that would get like, like half of the likes, sometimes even a third of the likes or a quarter of the likes on Instagram that things. And it's... And it's frustrating because I don't believe that social media should be about numbers, but yeah. it is about numbers when you're trying to be a content creator. And it does matter because the only way that you grow is if you are getting consistently bigger numbers. And so if you're watching your numbers dip because you aren't maybe necessarily doing the content that, yeah, I, it's hard. When and you're doing I the content also, that you want to do rather than the content that sort of everybody wants to say, I'm doing air quotes here um yeah, yeah. And, and it was quite demoralizing for you where you were posting things that you thought you were really really proud of and mm -hmm. no one was interested because you weren't half naked on a beach yeah and it's also like it's a, with the whole like half naked thing too on a beach like that's also been such a huge mind fuck for me because I, I since coming home from like Malaysia in 2017 like I've gained a significant amount of weight and, like, that 
for me mentally having to like see older pictures of me half naked and them getting like 800, 900 likes on Instagram and then newer photos of me a bit bigger and them not getting as much likes is so bad for your psyche. Like, yeah. And it's not even that I don't love my body. And it's like, I've never really felt like that shitty about my body until I started like noticing the changes in how people would interact with my content. And same with even like people would be commenting, used to comment on my photos that like my body used to be goals. And then now they tell me, oh, you're so brave for posting pictures in a bikini. And it's like, I'm not even that big. Like, no, you're really? Not. And, and like that just, it fucks with your head. Like it really like, and I, I'm a strong person and I usually handle things like that pretty well, but that was one that just like, and because that was the reactions that I was starting to get on my videos and on my, on my Instagram posts, it, it made me not want to get on camera, which is a huge aspect of why I stopped up uploading too. Yeah, uh, the whole thing was becoming a bit of a mental health drain for you in a lot of different ways. And Mm -hmm. whilst trying to deal with everything else that was going on in your life, because it's not like anybody's lives are easy, you also had this like social presence that you wanted to try and keep up with, but was making you feel shittier and shittier about yourself and your choices and what you wanted to do was being rejected. And it was just it just spiraled and it got worse and worse to the point where you just couldn't deal anymore. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, it'd be one thing if like everything just stayed stagnant, like even stagnant would have been frustrating. But when you see like a decline and there's also like aspects of the algorithms changing that impacted that. And uh, when you're not consistently uploading, Instagram doesn't show your content as much. And when you're not consistently uploading, YouTube doesn't show your content as much. So it's kind of like this catch 22. But when you see, you start seeing like a decline in likes or you see your followers going down or your subscribers going down and your view counts being like significantly worse, there is an aspect of you're like, well, maybe no one actually gives a shit about this. And if that's the case, why am I wasting so much time on this when it doesn't make me any financial gain? And I'm like, I'm a young millennial, like everyone else, struggling to figure out how to buy in our crazy, ridiculous housing markets and how I'm going to survive with my life and how am I going to pay my bills. Mm. And so there was an aspect of like, at a certain point, it was, I felt like it was irresponsible of me to be spending my time on something that was draining me mentally, that the joy of it was kind of gone and I felt like no one wanted to see me. Yeah. It's like as soon as you transitioned into the things that you were more excited about posting, it felt like your audience was rejecting that part of you. Yeah. They wanted, they wanted, the, they, they wanted the backpacker with the backpacking tips. Yeah. Which was only going to be sustainable for so long anyway because at a certain point you were going to want to get a dog, which you now have, um, and traveling mm-hmm. was going to be – less of an option like little things like that it's like the backpacking part of your life was a finite thing no matter what so like it was going it was it was going to stop eventually and when it kind of did because you haven't you haven't been away in quite a while now the last trip was South America but yeah well I was supposed to have a big trip beginning of this year but yeah the Rona yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, like, right? And so I feel like that was kind of like the cherry on top, right? COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I don't know if... Hmm. There's also, like, some elements where, like, my my constant desire for traveling and my constant desire for creating content was causing, like, issues in my relationships. It was causing issues with my friends. It was causing issues with my boyfriend. Like, people – like, Julian was getting so frustrated with me because I – when we were – especially, like, when we traveled Southeast Asia because I was constantly just obsessed with making sure that I got the right shot and the right content versus actually just being there and being mm. present. And I hated that. And I that's something that um, was, like, quite difficult um, for a while – for the two of us too, like, and he, Julian was help. Oh, my dog just jumped off the bed. He's not supposed to do that. Sydney, you're not supposed to do that. He's got a bad knee. Um, <laughs> Poor little boy. Uh, He's just standing there waiting for you to acknowledge his presence now too. <laughs> yeah, he. It's also getting close to when Julian comes home from work, so he's like now staring at the stairs hoping that he's going to show up soon. But yeah, like it, it definitely had a huge toll on uh, me and Julian's relationship. Mm-hmm. And and not even just um, like Julian doesn't work from home. He works like as a landscaper and he has never really had the desire or he he used to, but really not so much anymore. He he his priority in life was to have a stable income and a stable income and traveling frequently are not two things that mix Mm. (laughs) they just don't unless you are someone with a very well-established online business um they don't really mix all that much which is hard right and so that can cause tension too and so if if I want to go traveling and my partner doesn't want to go traveling it's kind of this question of either I force him to come with me which is not really good or I go without him and then he's unhappy and that, or I stay at home and like, I'm unhappy. And thankfully, I mean, one thing that is good about COVID is I can't really travel. So we don't have those arguments anymore, but it is an aspect of it, right? Like you gotta, you gotta kind of consider your relationships and it's just, it's unrealistic unless you're someone like Sam Colder or like, I, I don't know, fun for Louie. And you've got millions of people who follow you that can fund you traveling to 200 countries in a year like it's Mm. it's an expensive it's an expensive thing to do as someone who doesn't make any money off of the content yeah especially when the places that you wanted to go in the last couple of years which is coming down to Oz and New Zealand again is not cheap either no it's not so yeah that's uh, we went to South America last year um and I I had so much footage that we filmed from it. And actually, those are some of my favorite vlogs. I really enjoy the Argentina vlog that we did. And I still have like an hour's worth of edited footage that I need to split up into two vlogs um, of our trip in Peru that I've never finished. And I don't don't know what happened really. It was kind of – yeah, like – I, we got home and I was like working on editing all the vlogs and I was going to upload them and I was going to talk about the trip and all that. And I just lost the energy to do it. I just didn't have, so I just didn't do it. It had worn you down to a point where you just couldn't bring yourself to do it anymore. Yeah. And it's so hard to like 
sit and listen to your own voice and watch your own face on camera all the time too. Like you have to be a certain level of a narcissist to be able to go through that. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I drive myself crazy by the end of it. I don't, I'm like, I don't want to look at my face. I just don't. (laughs) Especially when you, um, you do tend to ramble a lot in your videos too. So it's not like you've got a small amount of footage to deal with. (laughs) No, I am someone who talks a lot, as you can probably already tell. Yeah. Podcast is probably a better format for me because at least I can. (laughs) You can chat away to your heart's content. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. And, but then I, yeah, I just had no, I, and I've always kind of looked at it as like, I need to, I need to be able to come up with video ideas to make videos. And I, I, I really, I got to that point, especially when we came home from South America, where I just couldn't think of video ideas anymore. I couldn't think of things. I, my, my day-to-day life isn't even that interesting. I get up, I work on my computer all day. I play with my dog for like an hour sometimes in between and then Julian comes home we watch tv and I go to bed that's that's my day-to-day life right now because I work from home and like most people in COVID but even pre-COVID like I just my my life didn't have enough variation to be able to even think that it was worth filming and there's also that aspect of like do I want every part of my life on the internet do I want to be when I'm supposed to be doing like more interesting and fun things that are not my work still be working and I I just didn't yeah it's like you got to a point where you weren't sure what kind of niche you wanted to jump into because the only way to really get success on YouTube is to be in a niche and be consistent about it and find those people to come and like very like intensely support what you're doing and what you're wanting to upload, the only videos that you had any interest in doing were the like stay at home vloggy things and like other little bits and pieces. But it was also mm-hmm. varied across lots of different genres. And you were just like, but this won't work. And then the numbers thing will still frustrate me, even though as much as you wanted it to not frustrate you, because logically it doesn't make sense to let numbers rule your life like that. It did. Yeah. Because it went from being such big, there were bigger numbers and they were like, indicating so much growth and then all of a sudden it was just such a big drop because you were posting irregularly and you were posting different stuff um yeah I know it, it, it just got to a point that every time you thought about and you recorded stuff too that you never posted because you would mm-hmm. like be like I want to do a video and you'd record it and then you just couldn't bring yourself to put it up because you didn't want that validation of your worries about the numbers to come and like confront you again it's just like it wasn't you you, you yeah. mentally couldn't handle it for a really long time it's the same with instagram you stopped posting on instagram for very similar reasons yeah as i was we so talking about before instagram yeah. yeah i got so pissed with instagram too yeah i was just so frustrated i also was like like i was just really depressed when i got home from malaysia which is something like i don't talk about too much on like social media but it was i wasn't really emotionally prepared for coming home. We ended up coming home early and it was something that like, I just wasn't really ready for. And so for a really long time, I was, I just felt so lost and I felt like what I had set out to go and achieve while I was traveling, I didn't achieve. I felt like a bit of a failure in a lot of aspects. And I just was like, so lost with what I wanted to do. And when you're not feeling a hundred percent and you're not liking how you look on camera and you don't know what you're doing with your life, it's not something that you want to film. You don't want to film being sad because that's not something you want to go back and like edit through and watch because it's depressing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, there was a lot of different things that went into it, ultimately, like... Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. So it's like, it's not a, it's not an easy answer either. Like, it's like, did I, yeah, it's like, did I quit YouTube because of numbers? Did I quit YouTube because of my weight gain? Did I um, quit YouTube because I was tired? Did I quit YouTube because I was depressed? Did I quit YouTube because I was too busy with work? And it's like kind of all of those things mixed yeah. together. I think if you had to put one label on it, it was that YouTube, like, knocked your mental health around too much for you to want to keep doing it but yeah I was I was just drained yeah and uninspired and not excited about it anymore and forcing yourself to do something that you're not excited by especially when it's not getting you anything else either like if you were making a little bit of money out of it you could probably push through the the time of having no inspo and then getting out the other side and maybe being excited and inspired by it again but like you you had a job that you wanted to do and grow and it just wasn't worth the stress or the time or the effort anymore yeah there was definitely like there was aspects of like me I was giving so much time to it and I was running out of time for my actual real job and at the end of the day like you kind of got to go where the bills pay you and you kind of mm. got to make sure that you're paying attention to the thing and giving the thing that makes you your money a hundred percent. And I just couldn't do it anymore. I just was so tired. I just, yeah. Yeah. When it stops being creatively fulfilling and it's not giving you anything else. And Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else to like, and it's hard, like even now, cause I have come back a little bit, not really, but uh, like a little bit. Um, and even then, like, it's funny because everyone keeps being like, oh, so you're just like a booktuber now. And I don't I don't really it, like I don't I don't even know if I want that label, because once again, like I just really hate boxes because I'm I'm a multifaceted person. Everyone is a multifaceted person. I have so many different interests. I love to travel. I love to scuba dive. I paint. I knit. I love clothing. I love fashion. I love books. I love my day to day life. And I, it just, that's not a niche, right? No. But I don't, I don't, I don't want to have to just only make content about one of my interests because I also am the type of person who, who goes through phases. So like one month I'll read 30 books and then the next month I won't read any because I have been knitting the entire month. And then the next month I might be only into audiobooks and I've been painting a ton. Like I'm someone who just like goes through flows of creativity and that doesn't really apply to how YouTube works anymore and I guess that's something that I also never brought up and you know this kind of too but YouTube's changed a lot mm. like it used to be people sharing their lives and like a bit more free flow at the uprise of people like Zoella on YouTube or like daily vloggers and those kind of people. And it was, it was a lot more organic. And in the last couple of years, we've kind of seen the uprise of people more like James Charles or, um, who else? Like Jeffrey star. That's just in the beauty community, but like David Dobrik it's, and it's kind of turned into this game of like clickbait controversial content, curating drama, highly higher production and less about kind of people and more about like how to generate more views, how to generate whatever. And it's become a lot more of a game. And that was not 
anything that I ever joined YouTube for. I do. I joined YouTube because of content creators like Zoe Sugg and the British crew and um, people like Tyler Oakley and Joey Graceffa and like that kind of crew that was quite popular at one point that um, have all kind of declined in popularity because people aren't really interested in that kind of content anymore. But that was the kind of content I always wanted to make. Mm. And I never went into it wanting to succumb to the game that is now being played by people like James Charles and Jeffree Star and David Dobrik or whatever, right? Like that's not, that's never been my interest. Yeah. But as you just touched on a little bit there too, it's all also very highly produced content now as well. Like it is meticulously thought out and planned, or it is at the very least edited to be like, it's very highly produced. Like you say with David Dobrik, like it is kind of vlog content still, but it is like very highly edited and produced to a point where it is like a fully conceived concept um, all put together into a video. So it's 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 higher production value in a, in a way and it's not so like raw and real and yeah. Yeah, which sucks because that's like, and even now like that, I don't even really enjoy watching that kind of content. I still enjoy watching some of those older creators. I like unproblematic, chill, like cozy vlogs, but Unless you, I really genuinely believe in this kind of sucks. Unless you really started it like 10 years ago, um, you, you're, you're not going to get big making that kind of content. The mm. only reason that those kind of content creators get away with doing all these different things and like not really having a niche and doing whatever is because they've already built their audience with a niche for like six years and then became super huge and then now can do kind of whatever they want because they've got enough of a loyal fan base that they're kind of always going to get those kind of views. Mm. And if you never got to that point, like, yeah, it's just really difficult. It's hard to, it's hard to grow. Yeah, it is. And YouTube has changed a hell of a lot since we both got into it like 13, 14 years ago. How long has YouTube been around now? I don't know. I got into like watching YouTubers maybe three years after YouTube was conceived. So I don't know. The timeline is confusing yeah. for me now. It's been such a long time. And YouTube has been through a million different iterations since then. But the charm of early YouTube has dissipated a bit. Yeah, I got I got really into YouTube in like 2011, 2012. And at that point, that's when the British crew like if I'm not mistaken 2012 was kind of when they first started hitting like a million subscribers. So I was already kind of late to that game. And then I cha started my channel in 2014 and at that point, I was already like like I said kind of late to the game in terms of a lot of these really highly established people. And then as the years have kind of gone by from that phase of them all being like, oh my God, actually this is when they all started actually making it their full-time jobs and people realized that there was actual money to be made on this and it was con uh, merch and people were kind of monetizing their platforms. And I, yeah, and then it kind of changed into a different era of like the, when we saw the uprise of people like Jake Paul or James Charles, which are two great examples of people who like grow very rapidly. But the only reason they did was through clickbait virality and controversy. Mm. And that's just not, you can't that at that point it's, I feel like YouTube has become more of a place where you kind of need to sell, sell your soul to the devil to be able to become big on. 
And I'm just not someone who ever wanted to sell my soul. Yeah, and even if you didn't want to get big on YouTube, even if you were just kind of content keeping like a really small community of people, um, it was still kind of soul destroying to see those numbers going backwards as much as you would want to pretend like the numbers don't matter. It's like yeah, it, it, it wasn't creatively fulfilling enough to do it, even if your intention wasn't to get that big anymore. Yeah, like, even if it was, like, a community of, like, 200,000 subscribers on YouTube, that's, like, enough that you'd be sustainably getting enough cash that it would be worth kind of maintaining. But until you get to that, like, 100 to 200,000 subscriber mark, it's not sustainable. You're basically creating all this content for free. And so I... And I, I've had 21,000 subscribers on YouTube since... 2016 so for four years I've stayed at the same number and and a, a large portion of it is like it's a probably it's I mean it's frustrating because I I know that there's an element of it that's like it is also my fault that the numbers kind of dropped like I did become very inconsistent and mm. unless you're consistent it's like almost impossible to build an audience yeah but at the same time, it's so hard to be consistent if you don't have an audience. So it's like this cat or catch 22 situation. Yeah. And as you were touching on before, too, it's like a lot of the content that you wanted to make around that time weren't performing like a lot of your other things, like the tattoo tags that you do consistently get like a lot of views. Um, yeah, and I just checked. I just checked yesterday. My second tattoo tag has two hundred and nine, or no, sorry, four hundred ninety-six thousand views, or something like that. Ridiculous! Absolutely, like almost ridiculous. half a million. It's let me let me look on my right now because I I, I looked at it and I was like, what the yeah, three hundred ninety-six thousand views, almost four hundred thousand views. Like, are you kidding me? And my yeah. other one has. Uh, two uh, has almost 300,000 views. My backpacking Europe 101 has 300,000 views. Like mental. It's, yeah. It's like, so the, this, and it's like, I'm not, I'm not going to just continue getting tattoos to get views either. You know? Like, yeah. And like the kind of content that was succeeding on your channel was stuff that you couldn't replicate on a regular basis to consistently grow the channel. And all the stuff that you wanted to do that you could replicate regularly was the stuff that was getting barely any views. And it was, I don't know, there's just some mental hurdle there that's just really hard to get over. And yeah, all my, all my like daily vlogs from home where I'm not traveling, none of them like would even get a thousand views. Some of them wouldn't even get like 500 views. And that's yeah. like a lot of filming and effort for not even a thousand views, but okay. So I, I have in the last month started uh, uploading some book content, right? We talked about this at the beginning. Yeah. Which actually honestly for you, I think is really good because you need an outlet to talk about all this stuff. That's more than just me. Yeah, it's so true. You and my sister just get bombarded with text message. I'm like, you need to read this. And they're like, no, I've already got 30 books you've recommended. So it's been yeah. really good. But I, I, I uploaded a, a book haul two weeks ago, right? It's got 4,000 views on it already. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm I mean, like, I watched it when it only sakes. had a couple of hundred. So like I, I, I hadn't seen recently, but that's really cool. Yeah. So like, 
yeah, and then stuff like that happens. I'm like, oh, well, for fuck's sakes, like maybe I <laughs> should be a booktuber, but then I'm like, but then I'm only going to talk about one hobby and then it's going to be like, then do I get to still upload travel content? Like, I don't know what people want from me. Like, and it's crazy too. Like, so my two blogs from Argentina and Santiago, I have like two from my South America trip that are up there. I've never uploaded the Peru one. I might still do it. I haven't decided yet. It seems kind of weird to upload it like almost two years after traveling there, but, um, but the memories would be really great to have. But if my, my Argentina vlog got 2000 views mm-hmm. and then the Santiago vlog didn't even get a thousand views. So there's two, two types of um, videos, right? Or two videos that basically are the exact same type of content from a very similar region, very similar kind of idea. And one just performed twice as good as the other and stuff like that, like just would always frustrate me. I would be like, I just don't understand what I'm doing differently. Like why? And like, why does this photo of me in a bikini get 500 likes? And why does this one get only 250 likes? Like what have I done wrong? And I just am not someone who's like good at the game. And I don't, I don't necessarily like want to be good at the game either. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I, I've always really understood that part of it because it is like a mental health train, whether it's rational or not to be so obsessed with numbers. It's a big part of it. And it's demoralizing whether you are trying to be rational about it or not. Like you can try your hardest, but it will still suck. Yeah. Like at one point, like, what am I trying to say? Hmm. It's one thing if you start your social media as just like you just have it to actually interact with your friends and it's a personal account like most people are. Numbers wouldn't bother me as much if it was a personal account thing and never bothers me on my Facebook page. It never like or like my Facebook account, even though I don't post on my Facebook account, it never bothers me. But if you, if you start something like YouTube or an Instagram with the specific goal of reaching other people if you start it with like a business kind of mindset and I don't know if I would say that I started it with a business mindset but I definitely started it from a wanting to build a community aspect and I never wanted my like friends and family to follow me I always wanted to find other people who could follow me and see the content that I do and so at if your goal is to build a community numbers matter Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter how hard you say that you don't care about the numbers, like you care about the numbers. Everyone, like if they're trying to do anything from any kind of business aspect, of course they matter. And especially on YouTube, like the number of views something get directly impacts how much money I get from YouTube. Yeah. And so if I'm getting uh, no videos, getting more than a thousand views, then I'm not getting any money from YouTube. And when I was doing like things like Vlogmas and stuff, and I would put so much effort into something like Vlogmas, like Vlogmas is so exhausting. It is I, so tiring. I did it one year and hated it so much that I promptly yeah. never posted a video again afterwards. Yeah, it's so hard. It's so hard. People don't talk about how hard it is. It's like you're dedicating literally every day of your life to filming all day, editing that content and getting it up the next day. Like it's impossible. And then if none of those videos are getting more than 200 views, 
then, and like the entirety of Vlogmas maybe only got, I don't know, 2,000 views, then that means I spent an entire month of work and at most I maybe made $14 off of it. Like, that's insane. Yeah. That's like, that's like two coffees at Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, man, Starbucks coffees are fucking pricey. <laughs> you know, like, maybe if you're getting the fancy oat milk and like a venti, but still, like, mm, yeah. that's, and that's, to do, to, to dedicate an entire month of your life to filming and uploading and editing and then have it only give you back $14, like, it's like, and you're like not even sure if you enjoy doing it, then at that point, it's like, what the fuck are you even doing? Yeah, and I mean, I suppose the good thing now is that if you do post any videos now, it's probably mostly going to be like, I'm kind of interested in this and I'm going to post it because I want to talk about it, not because you feel like you need to grow your channel, I think. Because that's what the booktube stuff has been. It's been like, I want to film this content, so I'm going to film it and I'm going to post it. And yeah, I don't think you had any real expectations that it was going to do anything. No, I, I wasn't expecting people to like it as much, actually, to be completely honest. Mm. I wasn't expecting it to be as kind of well-received. I mean, it's still not performing, like, insane. But, like, I told you, like, except for my book haul, apparently, which did very well. <laughs> the rest of them all have, like, under a 1,000 views. But, like, mm. at that point, like, I, I made that kind of content because I – during quarantine – I got really into watching booktubers and I, because I had been, was reading significantly more and I didn't even know that like the booktube universe really existed. I, I knew like Sunbeams Jess would post like books that she would read and she's like one of my yeah. OG people I've subscribed to, but I, oh, I subscribed to her for fashion and then I like thought the books were a bonus. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of discovered this whole like world of YouTube and booktube of people like Noel Gallagher or Ariel Bassett or books like Lala. And I was like, oh, this content is so much fun to interact with. And yeah, so I was like, well, you know, I, it was the first time I was like, that would be an interesting video to film. And it's the f first time I've had that thought in like two years. Yeah, which was cool and exciting. And as soon as you kind of floated the idea of like, I think I might want to do this. I was like, do it. Don't put pressure yeah. on it. Don't overthink it just do it and if you enjoy doing it do it again and if you don't you don't have to do it again yeah I just recently watched The Social Dilemma on Netflix have you seen it I got an ad for it when I opened Netflix yesterday so it is on my to watch list I have not seen it yet it it made me question why I want to be on social media like all together after watching mm -hmm. it. I was like, I just want to delete Instagram, Facebook and everything because of how much they watch you. Mm. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's like one of those things, like I have such this weird relationship with um, social media where like half the time I wish it didn't exist and I w don't want to in have it at all. And then the other half of the time, I'm so grateful for it because I have this small community of people who message me all the time and are so sweet and really honestly brighten up my day. Like, and so it's like, I wish, I wish the numbers and the content creation and all of that kind of aspect of it was not a thing because the the thing that I always have loved it for has been the community yeah and that has always been the biggest draw for you and I suppose that part of your numbers dwindling means the community's dwindling which is really hard on your brain too yeah and it's like 
if I, I just want, yeah, I just want, I just want to chat with like cool peeps and feel like I've got like a, a, a circle of cool people that I, I enjoy talking to, but I, it's, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if I, I'm going to continue uploading book videos. I might, might not. I'm not trying to like think too hard about it. I'm just wanting to just do it. Yeah. I just, I want to have a healthier relationship with my self image and how I look at myself and not like, it's hard, especially when you're making content about your life and mm. then people like dislike it or if they don't watch it or they say that it's boring or whatever. And it's like, Oh my God, you're literally calling me boring. Like, it's not like, it's not like, Oh, you think my identity or like my, you, it, it, my content or like whatever, or like this one part of me is boring. It's like, you're telling me my, I'm boring. And that, that is hard. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of like very small things that have gone into what your relationship with social media and YouTube is now. It's not like it's been like one major thing that was just like, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. It just slowly wore you down in a lot of different ways. Yeah, like, if I was like a Marine, to sings or if I was like someone who was like a character on YouTube or if I was doing like sketch comedy or like whatever it would be one thing but I like there was a long period there that like my content was literally me and my life and when people don't want to engage with it or they unsubscribe or they do whatever it's like oh like yeah you just don't like me that's that's hard yeah but kind of exciting that you at least decided that maybe you'd want to post some book videos again because, yeah. I don't know, it meant that I, you found something that you were interested in doing. Yeah, I, yeah, it's definitely not something that I ever think I'm going to be consistent with again. And mm. I don't think it's ever going to be something that's going to get as much of my attention as it did originally because I just don't have the time. Unless I like, if I win the lottery tomorrow, guys, then I will be a full-time YouTuber again, a hundred percent. I will, I will just hire editors. I will hire a bunch of people to come help me create content. And like, that's what I would do, but I'm not, I'm not Miss Moneybags over here yet. So, so for now, it's just going to be something that I do when I have the time and the energy and, um, I'm not busy with work, but yeah, I don't know. I have a life and I like to live my life. I don't want to have to share my, all of my life either. Yeah. And you shouldn't have to. And I, I've been seeing this too with like my, my best friend, he, he's been having a lot of issues recently with like, um, his ex-girlfriend and another ex-girlfriend of his interacting on social media with one another. And, um, and it's been really dragging down his own mental health because they've, they, they're kind of like subtweeting about him and shit like that. And it's stuff like that. That's like, makes me hate social media. Mm. And there's been so many times I've had conversations with him where I'm like, yeah, like, I, sometimes I think it's better being more distant and like being able to have your life be in front of you and being able to have your conversations with people in front of you instead of having it be like constantly this game. And he doesn't, he's not even, he's not an influencer. He's like, and neither of his friends, like it's just yeah. people can be quite shitty. Yeah. I like yeah. having my distance from it. It makes it easier. Yeah. 
but who knows? can't know exactly where it's going to go as as you say like I didn't expect you to ever upload anything again or have interest in, in filming anything I thought that you were you just know, I, completely done I almost took all my videos down too and you didn't tell me that yeah I almost put I was gonna put them all on private and just like not have it be a thing anymore at one point but then I got a message from someone being like when I'm stressed and anxious, I just put on your old videos and I just Aww. watch them because they like, yeah. And then I'm like, well, fuck, now I can't delete them because you just told me something <laughs> so goddamn cute. You oh, know? that's really sweet. Yeah. And I've talked to you about this about Instagram too, about de um, deleting all my Instagram posts. Yeah. But who knows? I might, I might not. I don't think you should. No, I know. I, I don't, I don't I, think I, there's anything to, I don't think it'll make you feel good better in any way really well except for maybe like having it be a clean slate yeah but there's still so much stuff on your instagram from all those years ago that you're really proud of like all those beautiful travel photos and like mm -hmm. it seems a shame to go through and wipe all of those out yeah i don't know if i would delete them maybe archive them but who knows or like get them printed and then just not have to have them on instagram yeah. Because they're really just there for, like, other people to see. But, like, I still have all those photos. And it's, it's like, at that point, am, it, is the content there for me or is it there for other people? Yeah. And that's the thing that always messes me up. Yeah, that's fair. But that's, like, my very long, hour-long-winded story on why I quit social media, guys. <laughs> yeah, I was idly wondering whether there's any way that when I edit this I can trim it down. But I actually don't think there is and I don't think that I should. I think that it was a pretty organic conversation about it and like we've talked about this as you've been going through it over the last few mm -hmm. years like I we probably should have started with this I started following you on YouTube before you went to Europe mm -hmm. um so I've watched all of this partly as a viewer for a while and then we became friends and we would like yeah. FaceTime all the time. And then I started seeing it from the behind the scenes as well and saw you mentally try and struggle with what you should do with all of this. Um, and like, I, mm -hmm. I remember being one of those viewers that got really excited when you'd upload a video finally be like, Oh my God, she's back. How exciting. This is when you were at school for photography. I remember when you were doing that for a couple of years, I remember you posting intermittently through that it was before we were talking regularly. Um, yeah. but yeah. We became friends because of your YouTube channel, so we'll always have that as a very positive thing out of it. I know. It's like I, I, I sit here and I shit on social media, and I'm like, I wish that it never came into my life sometimes, and I wish that I could just delete it all. But literally, I wouldn't have my best friend if it wasn't for it. Like, I wouldn't no. know you. So at that point, I'm like, there's so many great things that come out of it, and there's so many, like, shitty things that come out of it. So it's kind of like this balancing act. Yeah, and like, that's the thing with social media in general. It's like... Um, my friend Grace, who I'm, I have two Graces in my life, which is very confusing. I also have three Sams in my life. It's like, why <laughs> everyone was naming their kids the same thing around the same years. Anyway, um, I met her through social media, so. I had seven Nicoles in my school when I was in high school. That's why I go by Coley. There were seven of us in our grade, my grade. That's ridiculous. Yeah, so now it's Bonjour Coley because... God, do I ever not want to have the same name as seven other people? Yeah. I mean, you don't really like being called Nicole anyway, but. No, that's a whole other podcast episode. Yeah. 
we can get into that at some point. I reckon the next one we'll probably do, bouncing off the end of this conversation. We've already recorded this one once, but I'm now wondering whether we should re-record it because it was a little bit um, of the times. We did talk about the Rona a little bit in there, is talking about like how we met and how our friendship has developed over the years. I think that should be the next yeah. one we probably record because I think that flows on quite nicely from where we're at right now. Yeah, and like how how our friendship has developed and how we maintain a friendship even though we live like 14,000 kilometers apart or something ridiculous. And the Rona is not making that easier. <laughs> no, haven't seen you in like three years. Since you were backpacking New Zealand and still recording travel content. <laughs> exactly. That's the last time when I had silver yeah. hair. Yeah, I mean, your hair's not that far off it right now. It's pretty, pretty, pretty light. Yeah, I still got the bleach out. Well, I think we should just wrap it up then. Yeah, I think we probably should. We're at a, a pretty lengthy point right now, just looking at the time code on the recording, being like, oh, geez. <laughs> Well, I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. And if you did, make sure you follow us on however you follow people on podcasts. I don't really actually know. Give it a like if you can like it somewhere. Um, We're going to figure all this out at some point in the next couple of days yeah. as we figure out how to put this up. So <laughs> You can follow us both on Instagram and make me feel better about my Instagram numbers. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But um, I'm at Bonjour Coley. Charlotte's at Charlotte Sonia Turner. Um, mm. I tag her all the time on things. And um, yeah, let us know what else you guys want to hear from us and what you guys want to know um, and what you think would be interesting podcast episodes. We're open to so many ideas. We're just wanting to chat because I think we have good convos. Yeah, I mean, we have good conversations when we FaceTime for several hours every week anyway. So like it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's just another excuse for us to talk and um, interact on things. But yeah, especially with all of the traveling stuff that you've done, I know that people are really interested in all that sort of stuff um, and other bits of your life as well. I definitely think it'd be cool to do an episode on um, all the cool places I've been to, but it's kind of hard because I don't also want to be the only one talking the whole time and <laughs> like I was in this one. <laughs> Well, it'll be more balanced next time. Charlotte will talk more next time. It's yeah, hard I'll win. actually have more to weigh in on 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 the next one. This one is is definitely Cole's story more than mine. Um, I was just here, being part of it and watching it happen. So, mm -hmm. alrighty, guys. Well, we will catch you guys on the next episode. And thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. See ya. <laughs>